When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs. We got a very special show for you today. Uh, since the last time y'all saw me, the uh, the Titans have made some moves. Last show was last Saturday, and pretty much just a couple of hours after I got done with the show, the Titans decided to make a move and trade for Robert Woods. So, of course, we're going to be talking about that on the show today. But to start things off, as always, if you want to support the show, make sure you check out our merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. That'll take you right to all of our merch, our hats, t-shirts, hoodies, which, you know, kind of getting out of hoodie season right now. But if you live in Tennessee, you never know what the weather's going to do. It may be 80 degrees one day, and then the next day, it's going to be like in the teens. So you may want to go check out one of those hoodies still. And, of course, you can check out our social medias as well. Our Twitter is Titans underscore time, Instagram Titans time podcast, Facebook Titans time. And audio version of this will be out a little bit later today. Go check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Make sure you follow the podcast, rate us five stars, leave us some comments, questions. We want to hear your thoughts on everything the Titans are doing this offseason so far and everything going on across the NFL. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm going to ask that you back out of the live chat, hit that like button, look at that subscribe button. If it's red, click it. Turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we go live or when we upload a new video. Share the video out. We want to get more people in here so that we can grow our chat. We want to get more opinions from different people, get different perspectives on things. That you know just brings a better show, honestly, to you guys because then that may something that I look at one way, you may look at it another way, and that we can chat about it and see, you know, what we think. So definitely do that. And like I said, you know, get your family and friends to subscribe because we're trying to hit anywhere between 800 and a thousand subscribers before the end of this year. And I really appreciate everyone that's already subscribed and helped out. And now it's time to bring in 
the Blue Enforcer, Titans in Truth, Chris. And Chris, glad to have you on the show again. Y'all go check him out on Twitter. It's at TNT Blue Enforcer and YouTube. Go subscribe to him there at Titans in Truth. Thank you again for coming on the show today, man. Man, good morning. Uh, feels really good. Uh, glad to be back with you. And Titans time is upon us. And happy days are here again. It, it, it is. I know, you know, looking back at last week, um, and, you know, I talked about this some last Saturday, when the Titans released Julio Jones, I was like, okay, I, I'm a little thrown off here because I thought, after giving up a second round pick for him, we're you know we're gonna we're gonna give him another year, see if he can uh, stay healthy. But when they released him, my mind also got to turn, and I was like, there has to be something, has to be something that J. Rob is working on that none of us know about yet, mm-hmm. obviously. And sure enough, like I said in the intro, there it was like just a couple hours after the show. I'm checking Twitter and everything, and I see that we trade for Robert Woods. And, you know, we'll dive into that a little bit more here in a minute. But I was like, okay, that's the move that everyone's kind of been waiting on. We've been on the edge of our seat waiting for that. Uh, I'm going to hit a couple of comments right quick. My wife's in the chat saying, let's go, tighten up. And saying the the like button does the fun stuff in the YouTube app now. Uh, well, it's, all, it's always good to have the misses uh, on the show, you know, included in the show. So, uh, to the to the business, how you doing? Yeah, yeah if it wasn't for her, um, I probably wouldn't have started this because her and my sister-in-law, back before my brother and I started this, you know, they told us, you know, y'all talking about the Titans all the time, talking about football, like, y'all just need to start a podcast. So... Without them, I wouldn't be at this point. We wouldn't be sitting here <laughs> talk, cutting it up, talking about Titans football, all the moves that they made. So definitely yeah. shout out to them. You know, it is interesting that all a lot of, you know, your podcast and even mine have come from the ladies, you yeah. know? <laughs> and that and you know, you know, my wife, you know, she doesn't really follow sports like that unless you know, she's getting it from me. So, right. you know, she would probably, she would call it brainwashing, so to speak. And I'm <laughs> like, I, I'm not brainwashing you completely, but I mean, if it's working, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, shout out to Mrs. Newell, uh, you know, for, you know, just helping me out. But yeah, one of my, uh, my, um, uh, friends uh you know helped me get started on that and you know once Mm. her work schedule got kind of bad um you know once her work schedule got kind of crazy i kind of had to take it over myself so um but yeah it's (laughs) it's crazy but this is always having a good podcast never can stop talking titan ball that's right and you know some more moves that the titans made this past week is we get our you know, really this past year, standout special teamer and a great depth piece in Ola back. And I was glad to see him coming back. I knew Mm -hmm. that the Titans were going to, you know, 
he was out there in free agency, and I kept waiting because obviously we had already seen the Titans sign some depth pieces back, and I kept waiting. I'm like, all right, where's where's Ola at? I want to see him come back. I want to mm-hmm. see uh, Crookshank come back because you know he's been big for us against uh, tight ends. I'm like, yeah. these are some guys that you know depth pieces that I think we need back, and. One of them has happened in Ola coming back. Uh, what were your thoughts whenever you saw that Ola's going to be back with the Titans this, this next year? Um, really not much to say on that, but except it was uh, definitely a refreshing feeling. It's good to have him back in the fold. Um, not just a good not just a good special team player. Shout out to Dylan Cole, by the way, uh, who mm-hmm. also uh, got returned on a one-year deal as well. Both of those guys are going to special team, but Ola – also provided some much needed depth as a pass rusher as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, of course he had the big play in uh in Seattle, uh pretty much sacking Russell Wilson, which should have been a safety and should have mm-hmm. ended the game right there. But he provided um uh, some decent depth uh as far as a pass rush. I believe he had if uh and I'm looking up his stats, I believe he had uh two and a half, three sacks uh on the year. So I mean, you know, it was still a lot of uh, really good things that he was able to do, not just uh, from special teams, but as far as also in, um, you know, also in helping to, you know, stop quarterbacks and, you know, help be a part of that big, um, the defensive line that has been so successful. So, I mean, that's still pretty major. So bringing him back, I – you know, he had two and a half sacks. I found that now. Yeah. He had two and a half sacks. So, you know, having that, I mean, good, a good find, a good sign. Exactly. Because, like you said, coming in, you know, the, the play in Seattle, and then, you know, because Bud Dupree was in and out some, trying to get mm-hmm. healthy at the first of the year. And, you know, the it kind of showed why, you need to have good depth pieces, especially at that edge rusher position, because whether your guys are, you know, they go out of the game hurt or if they just need a breather for a minute, if you have depth there and can still get after the quarterback and still get that constant pressure, I mean, it helps out tremendously. And having Ola come in and provide those good snaps, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what he is. Uh, playing time as far as just on the defensive side, like what percent of the snaps he played. But, mm-hmm. you know, given the limited amount of time that he had there, two and a half sacks, you ask me, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> so, I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to take that every day of the week. Glad to have him back. Um, and now, now we can hop into – the, the bigger news from this past week, and that's definitely the Titans trading for Robert Woods. And, you know, when when I saw the trade first happen, I was like, okay, what what we have to give up for him? And when I saw it was a six-round pick, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is a great deal by J-Rob. And then earlier in the week, we got to see, you know, even more how it was a really good deal by J-Rob because – the trade didn't become official until after the Rams paid Robert Woods roster bonus, which mm-hmm. saved the Titans over three million yep. for a cap hit. So, you know, just moves all around. And 
you know, Woods, he's a really good blocker. He runs really good routes. And until this past year, when he just so happened to tear his ACL, like the three years before that, I think he had only missed like one game. So he's a guy who's out there on the field for you. He's going to come in motivated this next year because he's coming off of winning a Super Bowl with the Rams, but he's been sitting on the sideline. He he wasn't out there playing. So, yes, he has that Super Bowl ring, but he's going to be like, okay, I need to be out there, help a team get to this point again, and I want to show out in that big game and actually be out there making plays to bring that championship back home. Yeah, and I, you know, at first when I saw all of this coming up, I was like, okay, Robert Woods, I've heard the name. I've heard the name and things like that, but I'm thinking, is this an upgrade over Julio? Because, I mean, yeah, I was kind of bummed <laughs> when they cut Julio. I wasn't expecting it either. I thought they were like, you know, give him another shot. Let's see if he can come back fully healthy and maybe stay healthy. But um, when they made this trade, I had to really, at first, I was like, okay, you know, we got we got a receiver, you know, that's good. We do need one. And you said six-round pick. Now, here's the caveat with that. That's a six-round pick in 2023. Right. So we didn't even have to give up. We didn't even have to give up a draft pick in this upcoming draft. So we keep all of our picks in this draft, and we still get a quality receiver. And, I mean, you know, this guy, you know, he hasn't had a year where he had less than 500 yards receiving at all. And he had 45 catches before the injury in nine games. So it looked like he was on his way to putting up some nice numbers. And he had a, he's had a couple of thousand-yard seasons in there uh, and everything. But like you said, he's a crisp route runner, um, mm-hmm. very good. Uh, you know, he's a very good blocker. Um, but also, he's got some dog in him, I could tell. Mm-hmm. I um Watched a lot of – I watched uh, from No Flags Film. Shout out to No Flags Film, by the way. And, you know, just saw some things like he's very – I want to say he's kind of similar to A.J. Brown. Like, you just get the ball in his hands and mm-hmm. let it happen. Like, they even had some, you know, some jet sweeps and they even had, like, some inside zone uh, handoffs to him at times too so he can line up anywhere on the field outside inside x y or z and you could use them everywhere in all different ways now coming off the injury is the scary part mm-hmm. although i did uh listen to a little bit of a to z sports this week and you know he i know uh robert Wood, you know bobby trees as he likes to be yeah. called <laughs> you know, basically said it was a, a clean tear. And I think they had a doc talk segment. So they talked to uh, mm-hmm. a doctor who's familiar with those type of injuries and basically said, you know, if it's a clean ACL tear, then, you know, he should be able to come back in really good shape, Uh, you know, come back in really good shape, definitely uh, around training camp. So, you know, definitely don't want to rush him, but right. – you know, the news that was given as far as that, and I'm not a medical expert or anything, but but by the way that that was going, it sounded like it's some pretty good news. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely look forward with that, but I, I, I like the deal a lot. 
Yeah, and that's really, I know for a lot of Titans fans, that was probably the biggest holdup at first whenever they saw that the Titans traded for him was the ACL tear. And mm-hmm. I know there were some people out there. Um, I, I saw one person on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, but they were like, oh, great. You know, the Titans are trading for another injured Injury receiver. Guy. And, I'm, you know, I went back and I looked at his games played and everything. And I was like, up until that ACL tear, I mean, you go back the three years before that, like I said, he only missed one game. I was mm-hmm. like, it's not like this guy is constantly in and out and – ACL tears, yes, if you rush a guy back from it too quick, then he's not going to be himself. And even even though they've gotten so much better at dealing with ACL injuries as far as the timetable for return, I mean, guys are coming back earlier. Yes, it may take them a, a couple weeks to really get back completely comfortable with their body because they can be out here working out, running routes, this and that, and feel great. But until they get in that game and they're thinking about, okay, I'm I'm going to get hit now. I'm going to be, you know, I'm just going to let my body take over, really, yeah. trying to make these cuts. But they have to get out there, do that, and realize, okay, my knee's good. Like, that, that ACL's yeah. good. I, I'm confident in it now. And then they usually turn things around. And definitely don't want to see um, see the Titans rushing back too quick because we saw last year, you know, Bud Dupree, he came back a little too quick because he was ready to be out there. Kind of yeah. led to him being in and out over the next couple of weeks. But, you know, Woods, I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to this team. And now, you know, maybe maybe the Titans add – that third receiver now in the draft at 26. And I know you got a little bit that you're wanting to talk about there with one of the uh, latest mock drafts that has come out and has the Titans. And and I haven't saw this yet until you mentioned it to me. Titans trading up to take like the fifth best quarterback. I think you said in or the fifth rated quarterback in this draft. Exactly. And I mean, you know, again, yeah, the injury thing. I know a lot of people go to the injury thing and they, oh, my God, here we go with that. But, you know, one thing about J-Rob is that he likes to get guys, you know, value. I mean, you know, we got it with, with Big Jeff. That was basically the lightning rod. Mm-hmm. It was basically we struck gold there, you know, because if it wasn't for that injury, even though he did have the – the domestic issue, which ended up getting straightened out. And obviously big Jeff has been nothing but a model citizen this Mm -hmm. whole time, but now big Jeff recovered from that. And it's pretty much one of the best defensive tackles, not named Aaron Donald in this game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Caleb Farley, you know, Caleb Farley is the same, you know, I think has the potential to do the same thing, you know, hate that he tore his ACL and was just getting his chance Mm -hmm. to start. But now he has a chance to do kind of the same thing and same here with Robert Wood. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, As far as that draft goes, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, (laughs) I would rather much less take a receiver or an offensive lineman in that situation. 
Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, like we were talking about before we started the show, there's just, as far as this draft class for quarterbacks, there's maybe one or two guys that, and I don't even know if they're guys that you would want to jump up in the draft to get. I mean, you know, you have some draft classes for quarterbacks where it's like, okay, that's our guy. Let's we got to go up there and get him. But this draft class, that's that's not the case in it. Um, want to hit on some comments right quick. We got Al Pierce in here saying, "Tighten up, tighten up, Al." Uh, thanks for hopping in here. And since you did mention uh, Caleb Farley, uh, you know, my wife she says that we thought Caleb Farley was going to be the same way, talking about coming in, uh, you know, fast, great cuts, all of that. And it, it is unfortunate that Farley tore his ACL last year, was finally getting the chance to start. I still have high hopes for him. Uh, I, I think too. his potential is out the roof. And as long as, you know, the biggest thing is going to be injuries for him. If he can stay healthy – I think he's going to get it all put together and he's really going to start hitting his stride and that's going to help this team out immensely on the defense. And he's probably got some pressure on him uh, now because we know that Jack Rabbit's gone. We know Christian Fulton's going to lock up one side, but mm -hmm. as far as that other side, that that's going to be Farley's, uh, Farley's baby there, I feel like. They're fixing to throw him out there and be like, all right, we took Go you in the first him. round. Yep. yep. Show, show us right. what you got here. And you're, so. you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, now Farley's going to have to show why they drafted him in the first place. And I think I, I think definitely you're right. Sky's the limit for Caleb Farley as far as I'm concerned. I, you know, I know some people are ready to give up on him already. I'm not one of them. So it's just the fact that, you know, like you said with Robert Woods, you got to just trust that knee. And with injuries, it's really not so much more physical. It's more mental as far mm -hmm. as anything. You just got to trust, you know, trust your knee, trust that it won't fail you, trust that you can, you know, go back and do the same things. You've been through the rehab. You've been through the work. Now it's like, hey, time to go take care of business. And you just got to believe in that. So I – um I still got hopes for I still got hopes for Caleb Farley. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I agree. And, Chris, this seems like it's a good time to get into a segment of the show here, and that's going to be the best bet segment presented by DraftKings. And we know the March Madness is going on right now. Um, it is. Uh, unfortunately, I know you're a big Memphis fan. I'm a big Volunteers fan. Both of those teams have gotten put out, which, you know, it, it it hurts. But for college basketball fans, it's easy to join in on the action on, or on the court for the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. All you ha I mean, you can turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. And right now, a team that might be good to bet on would be St. Peter's because they are just <laughs> wrecking brackets left and right and, you know, wrecking dreams for all these other teams. 
And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a shared over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. And you can see the show notes for more details on that. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, 1-800-522-4700-888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org slash chat, 1-800-BETS-OFF, 1-877-770-STOP, 877-8-467-369, or text 467-369. Visit opgr.org, call or text TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789, or 1-888-532-3500. It's a lot of numbers. (laughs) That is a lot of numbers. And, you know, obviously, this is not betting advice here. My numbers with betting, there's times where I may hit a little hot streak, and then there's times where I don't get anything going for a while. <laughs> and I know the feeling. <laughs> but looking at some games today, I, I'm going to stay away from college basketball right now because look, some of the bets that I've had, I'm like, okay, that's a sure thing there. And then next thing I know, you have like a St. Peter's that is just blowing things up. But <laughs> I got a story about that. Like, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. So I, right when the game got started, I went in and put in a little bet. I did like a little $10 bet. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick St. Pete's to cover. Mm-hmm. And I think they were, they were a nine and a half point dog to Purdue. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to pick them to cover. Wouldn't be shocked that they won. They win. So I'm like, yeah. good. I did a little three leg. Yeah. North Carolina. I'm like, they're a, I believe they were a two and a half point dog. So I'm like, I'm going with Carolina. Mm-hmm. Bang. They win too. Mm-hmm. But the one that let me down was Kansas Providence. Oh no. <laughs> Kansas was a six and a half point favorite. I picked them to win by seven. Oh they no. Win- <laughs> They win by five. I could have won. I could have won about seventy-five, eighty dollars off of that ten-dollar bet if they scored two more points. Man, I. So uh, that's bad. Yesterday, before the game started, I was I hopped on the DraftKings app. I was going down through there looking at these college games. I had a parlay put in. I had picked. I put St. Peter's to win. I put North Carolina to win. Uh, I think I took put Kansas to win, and uh, I forget who else played last night. But either way, looking through all of them, I put all of them in, and I got to look, and I was like, you know what? Nope, I, I'm not going to put any money on these. I've I, I've been down too much from putting money on these college basketball parlays, so I backed out of it 
didn't put it in, and then every one of them hit. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The the one time my <laughs> college basketball parlay would have hit, I decided not to bet on it. I, I <laughs> and, understand because I there, there's been times that's happened to me too. There's but, times that's happened to me too. It, it made sense for uh, St. Peter's to win yesterday, considering it was National Peacock Day. So if I mean, if they lost on their day, then something's wrong. I mean, Cinderella, the spirit of Cinderella is with them. I mean, <laughs> it is. I, I have to admit, I you know, I know everybody you know jumping on a bandwagon. Count me in too. I'm yeah. like St. Pete's might. I'm like St. Pete. St. Pete, they might could do this. They might could do this. And so I already thought about it. Now they're playing North Carolina, which, I mean, yes, I'm a big Memphis fan, but I'm also a North Carolina basketball fan. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, tomorrow, shoot, I think I'm going to have some food or something like that. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this game. I don't care – even though I, I like Carolina, I don't care who wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I think no matter what, we all win on this one. On yeah. that game, everybody wins. So Yeah, because, you know, I've been – after St. Peter's got by Kentucky, I was like, okay, their magic's going to run out now. Nope, they, right. they won got, again. They got the and, one they wanted. Yeah, and I was like, okay. So now th- they moved on again. And before last night, I'm like, man, I, I feel like they have it. They they have it with them. They got the team right now that's just hot. They're gonna keep rolling. But I I t- the reason I talked myself out of that parlay is because I was like, this is gonna be the one that gets St. Peter's. Like, they're it, it's gonna catch up to them here. <laughs> and I think that's what I think everybody kind of thought that it was like, okay, you shot Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Then you go in and just shockingly beat a team that only lost like two or three games all year. Yep. And so even I, I was saying it to a couple of my coworkers the other day. I was like, you know, he was like, yeah, I think the magic. He said, I think the magic runs out. I'm like, yeah, I think the clock strikes midnight too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, you know, I just think, you know, they, they've had a good run. It's a great story. You know, shout out to St. Pete's and, <laughs> You know, and everything, but I'm like, I, I, I think the book, the story is about to end. Yeah. But like I said, right when the game was gonna start, I'm like, you know what? I think we'll pick St. Pete's to cover at least. Even yep. if they don't win, I think they'll cover. I think they'll they won't lose by double digits. So right. I put that in just saying, you know what? If St. Pete's just stays with them, I'm good with that. Then they end up winning. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, this team, I'm like, there is something special with this team. There is. And, and that game, I was, my wife and I went out last night and uh, they had it on the TVs. I was watching it. It was back and forth. And there were a couple times they would get down by, you know, like five or six. And that team just, they stayed composed. They, mm-hmm. They just played their game, and they kept coming back. And, you know, I'd look up one time. They'd be down six, look up again. They'd be up three. And I was yeah. like, okay, that you know, they're, they're fixing to win this game. And it's it's incredible. It, I mean, yeah. And I just 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> all I keep thinking about is um, the show Fresh Prince. Yep. And how um, Carlton was kidnapped and mm-hmm. he's supposed to be the mascot, the peacock. Yep. So Will tries to step in for him and does the peacock strut. Yeah. Peacock strut. And so I was like, you know, all I keep thinking is, you know, we're rougher and we're tougher and we are the peacocks of old St. Pete's. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. just change, it change it from ULA to St. Pete's. And I'm like, yep. man, I'm like, I think everybody needs to, I think somebody is probably going to do a parody to that particular <laughs> episode and be like, yep. change it to St. Pete's instead of ULA. So, I mean, peacocks, shout out to them. You know, Carolina getting a win. Coach K still keeping the season going, you know. Uh, yep. <laughs> and my wife and I was talking about this too. It's like, yeah, Duke is playing with a per. Uh, well, my wife and then one of my coworkers too were like, Duke is playing with a purpose. They want to send mm-hmm. Coach K out on top. They want to yep. send him out with one more national championship. So, one of my brackets, I still, I got even though my bracket is shot, I got Duke winning it. <laughs> so. I'm still alive. Right. That, that's the saving grace there. Um, so switching to NBA, a game that I'm looking at is today the Bucks and Memphis. I'll be and there. I will the, be there personally. So I'm not sure. Right now they have Memphis favored to win. I'm not sure if Jaws going to be back tonight yet or not. I haven't no, saw I, that. Jaws going to be out tonight. Yeah, out Jaws tonight. Out. And, I don't know. I'm guessing right now if they have Memphis favored, just going off how normally when like the superstars play, I'm guessing Giannis may be out too. I don't know. Yeah, because I is, would I have heard I have heard some stuff that Giannis might be out for this game. Uh I don't know yet. Um uh, not a hundred percent. I'm gonna try to see if I can find something, but yeah, uh rumor was that uh, Giannis may be out for this game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I know that takes a little wind out of the sails of the game yeah. a little bit, which I'm like, look, I'm just going to enjoy. Um, and obviously, I think I re- there's an article saying starless night. So it does mm-hmm. sound like uh, it does sound like uh, Giannis is not going to go. Let me see. I'm trying to, you know, confirm that. Right. But, uh, yeah, let's see. That's until Chris Milton was held out. Giannis was held out. So, looks like, uh, yeah, it look, it does seem like these, uh, it looks like both of these guys are probably, yeah, it looks like Giannis is going to be out for this game. And uh, Chris Middleton's going to be out for this game. And oh, wow. Josh's going to be out too. So, um uh, it's got me kind of rethinking my uh, what was going to be my best bet here because I thought, okay, if Giannis is out, I, I know the Bucks can still put up points. Even with Ja out, the Grizzlies have been putting up points like crazy because they have the over and under for this game at 233 total points. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking back at, like, the Grizzlies last game. I think they put up – didn't they put up over, like, 130 by themselves, and I'm like, hell, if the Grizzlies can put up 130, all the Bucks have to do is hit, you know, 100, and they're right there at this over-under. Um, even with uh, 
Middleton and Giannis being out. I'm going to go with the over on this game. I, I think there will yeah. still be a lot of scoring. Uh, like I said, Memphis, they can – especially if they continue their hot streak with threes, um, they'll start racking up points in a heartbeat. And so I, I think over 233 points for this game. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing. And I did look, and I think as of yesterday – uh, looks like they were saying that uh, Middleton might be probable, but I don't know if he's still going to play or not. Uh, Giannis is questionable, so uh, I, I just don't know how this is going to be. So, I mean, it's going to be – it's very interesting. I am – I'm probably going to go – if I was a betting man in this one, I'd probably hit the under mm-hmm. um, for under 233. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, and I mean, yeah, it, it's very impressive. The Grizz put up 132 without Ja, and they're, they're 16 mm-hmm. and two without Ja, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but... it, it's it, it's sick that that they're 16 and two without Ja Moran the lineup, and he's gonna be out for the next, he'll be out for about two weeks, so he'll be back mm-hmm. right at the end of the year, I think. They're probably most likely shutting them down, getting them ready for the playoffs. So, right. you know, don't want to risk it. You know, we're not going to yet. We have, you know, eight games left. We're not going to catch Phoenix for the right. one seed. Um, I mean, right now we're two and a half games ahead of the Warriors. So, uh, no need to rush job right there. I mean, at worst, we'll mm-hmm. be a three. We'll be a three at the worst. So, we'll, I think we still win the division and things like that for the first time. So, um, I'd probably go with the under if that's me. Right. But I don't know if I'm putting money on it. <laughs> well, hey, this is the good thing because now, you know, after this game, we'll kind of get to see. And, you know, I'll I'll recap it on next week's best bet segment. And, you know, if you beat me out here, I'll definitely give you props on that. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's interesting. I've been, you know, Memphis that's what's really hurting, I guess, Jaws. MVP chances mm-hmm. right now as well is because you look at it and like you said they're 16 and 2 without him. So even as great as he is and as great as they're playing with him there all these people voting on MVP they're looking at it like yeah but his team's not falling apart when mm-hmm. he's not there. So yeah. You know that 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 hurts him some but you know yeah. I'm, I'm ready to see how far they can go in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think another thing is that you do get to pay attention to, number one, Jaron Jackson, Triple J, should be getting mm-hmm. some defensive player of the year, uh, should be getting some mm-hmm. defensive player of the year uh, consideration. I mean, he's one of the top shot blockers in the league, uh, as far as I'm concerned, which normally Rudy Gobert normally dominates that mm-hmm. in a landslide, <laughs> but Triple J's right there. De'Anthony Melton, I mean, if De'Anthony Melton doesn't win sixth man of the year, I don't know what people are thinking as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain is becoming a star in front of our very eyes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this kid, yeah, there are times where he does have a slump where he may not be shooting as well, but when he's on, He's on. I, I, mean, I just have to say, I don't know that I've ever seen a dude that jacked in the arms 
that can shoot <laughs> as good as he does. Like, yeah. I, I and I didn't even realize, um, because like I said, you know, we have Hulu Live, they don't show many Grizzlies games. I didn't realize how big his arms were until like the three point contest at All Star Weekend. And I'm looking at him compared to all these other dudes, and I'm like, good grief. Like, he looks like he could tear these dudes <laughs> in yeah. half, and he's still got that shooter's touch like it, it it's great to see i'm like i'm like man i need i'm about to give me a bane jersey right yeah. quick <laughs> at some point but i mean i just I, I like how this team the moment's not too big for them mm-hmm. and they are they're young they're fresh they're they're the team nobody saw coming and right. you know right now the rest of the west if you ain't afraid, you might want to start being. And I'm not just talking about the low, the low ballers like the Timberwolves or the Clippers. I'm right. talking like the Warriors or the mm. Suns. Grizzlies are coming. Yep, they and are coming. One one thing you mentioned is they're young. They get at they go they give everything they have every night. I mean, they are playing as hard as they can. And that's what sets them up for not just this this year being a problem, but the next couple of years being a problem oh, because because how young they are and how that culture has just kind of shifted, like the energy that you know Ja has brought, and then now all these other guys are picking up on it more. They, and, they're going to be a problem over the next couple of years. And, and here's the thing about it: like you said, they're set up for the next few years. They have. Not only do they have a great young nucleus with Ja, with mm. Triple J, and Triple J just got a nice big contract. You know Ja is going to get seriously paid. <laughs> yep. And not only that, they are in a good situation financially. Like the salary cap, they're still gonna be decent with the salary cap, so they could go make they could go make a move for a big time player. Right. And they've got They've got plenty of draft capital. They mm-hmm. have three first-round picks next year. Oh, wow. <laughs> they have three number ones next year, which they could uh, – I mean, right now, as it stands with the Lakers being, I believe, 10th or 11th, the Grizzlies, even though they're in the playoffs, could be in the – could be back in the lottery <laughs> for the next year, for next year, because they'll have the Lakers pick. They That's have the Lakers crazy. pick, and I think they'll have their own pick. They have the Laker pick, and I believe they have Utah's pick in this draft. And I think next year is the Warriors pick, if I'm not mistaken. Next year or two years from now, they have the Warriors pick. So, I mean, they're they're set up, like you said, not set up just for now, but for the future. So, if they wanted to, they could use one or two of those picks. If there's a big time player out there, mm-hmm. you know, I'll I'll say like a Bradley Beal if he wants out of Washington, right. or um, or some other, or some other good uh people like that. You know, I mean, well, I won't say Damian Little getting out of, I won't say Damian Little getting out of Portland, but because I mean, him and John kind of play the same position, right? You know, or anything like that. But they could be some major players, you right. know. Going forward, they don't have anybody over the age of twenty-eight. Yeah, which is crazy. (laughs) You know, so I mean, sky's the limit. 
<laughs> it is. And Chris, I know you got to go here soon, and we'll kind of switch back to football right quick and, you know, wrap this up. Just want to oh, talk yeah. about, uh, you know, a couple of bigger trades that happened and Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins, wow. which is just insane to me because I figured, you know, the way the Chiefs have been in the mix for the last, you know, couple of years. And Tyreek Hill talking about how many championships they're chasing. And then all of a sudden, things just kind of fall apart. And he's like, all right, trade me to Miami. And which I I don't know. I've never been that high on Tua. I know, you know, you have Jalen Waddle there. Now you add Tyreek Hill, two very fast exactly. receivers. And, yes, they're guys where if Tua can – throw it 10 yards to them and let them do the rest like okay i i trust him to do that and they can probably make a play but as far as tua doesn't have that patrick mahomes arm where he can air it out down the field and tyreek just outrun everybody to go get it like he he's he's not gonna have that happening nowhere near as much he may get one every now and then but i i don't know that that really threw me off and then, of course, the one with you know more, uh, I guess, implications for the AFC South. You have Matt Ryan going to the Colts, and now, of course, you have all the media way too early AFC predictions. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, Colts are taking the AFC South." Yep. They went and got Matt Ryan. You and know look, it, Matt Ryan, very good quarterback. He's definitely an upgrade over Carson Wentz, in mm-hmm. my opinion. The knock on him, though, is he doesn't have the mobility that Carson Wentz had. You know, right. Carson Wentz, things start breaking out in the pocket. Okay, he could really extend it with his legs or run upfield. And all these uh, media members seem to forget, hey, the Titans' defense is really good, especially their pass rush. Yeah. And now you're bringing in a quarterback who can't move as well as Carson Wentz could, and you have this defensive line that's just sitting there. They're rubbing their hands together like, okay. We, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting after him this year. So what are your thoughts on that? Like I said, I'm not too worried about it. Yes, he's a little bit of an improvement over Carson Wentz, but I don't think that it just swings everything to the Colts now. Well, first I'm gonna um first shout out to KB for restructuring. We I know mm-hmm. we forgot to mention that you know KB getting his signing bonus now saving another almost nine million dollars. So shout out to KB. Um, the Tyreek Hill trade did catch me by surprise because mm-hmm. I just assumed okay, the Chiefs they don't care about no salary cap. They're going to resign him. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be one of the highest paid receivers in the league. You know, Devontae Adams got all that money. He's going to get his. He ends up going to Miami or New York. And right now Miami does have a little bit more promise mm-hmm. as far as being successful. Cause I mean, like you said, it's going to be a track meet with Waddle and Hill. And yep. then you got Raheem Mostert, who's a pretty good running back. <laughs> Uh, there and also they pick up um uh, Terry and Armstead, the good tackle from Miami uh from New Orleans. 
Mm-hmm. And they they're fixing up the offensive line a little bit. So yeah, as a lot of people said, it's all on Tua now. Tua is up to yep. him. And so we have to see. I mean, this team and Miami has a good defense as well. Uh, and so I mean, Miami could. I don't think there'll be a threat to Buffalo. Maybe not even New England, but I could see them playing spoiler. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like being a bottom feeder spoiler, but I'm talking about somewhere around maybe seven and ten, you know, maybe eight and nine or nine and eight, kind of either pushing for a playoff or just be able to kick one of them out. So right. I could definitely see that. Um, but Kansas City gets a boatload of picks uh in return for that. So I mean, they're picking they got an extra first round and they get another next year, uh, I believe. And so now they're picking right behind us at 29 and 30. They could take those two picks if they want to trade up. Yep. You know, and if they want to go get a Chris Olave or Jameson Williams or a Drake London, they could if they wanted to, which doesn't bode well for us and, you know, and everything. But, I mean, they could easily reload. And if I'm the Titans and – if Kansas City is behind us, if Olave or Jameson Williams is there, I'm snatching one of them up to keep them away from Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm keeping them away from Kansas City as much as possible. And so I would definitely do that. So, I mean, you know, they get the first, they get a first, a second. I believe they get a four, a six, and I think they get another one next year, if I'm not mistaken. They got like five yeah. picks out of that. Um, the Matt Ryan trade, and I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. Uh-huh. Matt Ryan, I agree, is a upgrade over Carson Wentz. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I asked this question on the show this week. Does this make the Colts a threat? A lot of people would say no. I say yes. I'm not saying that the Titans won't win the division, Mm -hmm. but the Colts are going to make it extremely difficult on them. Right. They're going to be a pain in the you-know-what all year long Mm -hmm. because not necessarily saying that the Colts will overtake them, but they are going to push them to the limit. They are going to push them as far as they possibly can. And again, I, I see this playing out because I'm as many people, Titan Pride included, who doesn't like the fact that I've been bagging on Tannehill, but I'm going to continue to bag on Tannehill. <laughs> it comes down to 17. And right now, I'm just I am nervous because I've read this story before. Tannehill, they're going to do just enough to hold the Colts off and win the division. I think they mm-hmm. still win the division, but just barely. Right. With, with Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan makes him a threat, but the Colts offensive line is not as invincible as people have been trying to make it out to be. Right. They're not as invincible. Now, if Julio goes to Indy, that, that might be a problem, <laughs> you know, and everything. Because, I mean, they, they have an instant connection. So, 
it, it's going to be very interesting to see how this season plays out. Now it's not, but it's not just going to be, oh, yeah, this is the Titans division. Everybody else are bottom feeders. Not like that no more. Right. Well, I mean, we've saw over the past couple of years, you know, when Phillip Rivers was there, even with Wentz there last year, you know, I kind of – I went into these last three seasons knowing, like, okay, it's between the Titans and the Colts. Like, mm-hmm. these are the two teams that they're going to be right there at the top of the AFC South. They're going to be battling it out. You know, even with Carson Wentz, you know, I – I gave the edge to the Titans last year, said, just don't trust Carson Wentz. And now, yes, you know, like like I mentioned, Matt Ryan, he's an upgrade over him. If Matt Ryan is the quarterback of the Colts at the end of last season, whenever they play the Jaguars, they probably, I'm not going to say for sure, but they probably win that game against yeah. the Jaguars and they make it to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they would have been got in. So now – you know, it, it does, like you said, these two teams, they're going to be battling it out. I still think, like I said, I don't think that it swings everything to the Colts where they just take it over because right now, Titans, we're running the AFC South right now. Mm-hmm. But they are still going to be right there with us. I mean, I yeah. don't think it's a bad move to where, okay, the Colts fall back off. The Titans are going to have it by two or three games. No, it, it's going to be close. Right up until the end again, knowing how things always go for the Titans. Yeah, but and that might and that might be a good thing. That might yeah. be a good thing because you know what? That keeps us on our toes. Mm-hmm. That's just like we can't rest on our laurels. And I think you know, last year we had to, you know, we had a big lead against Houston. I think we kind of rested on our laurels because we mm-hmm. won the division already, but that number one seed was on the line, and we had to kind of pick it up. But this is going to, I think, make things interesting. Depending on how the draft goes, you know, maybe Tannehill knows the pressure is on, could be looking over his shoulder, not necessarily at Woodside, but at somebody else. Maybe he's like, okay, pressure's on me. I got to get my act together and everything. So, um, I mean, that's definitely a lot to work on. And I see Olestruck is asking about Devontae Parker, and I'm like, Eh, I don't know if that's actually in the works. I mean, I could see a rumor of that, but I mean, eh, I don't know. I mean, Devontae Parker is a solid player, but it's not anything that puts us over the hump or anything. Right. But, you know, looking at a number three spot, I mean, it could be, you know, can't hurt that. that right. So, but yeah, yeah can't hurt that more weapons. Well, one last thing I want to hit on is because you mentioned it, a lot of these people think the Colts O line is just, you know, they're untouchable. Everything, but we saw last year like there's some there's some cracks in that O line, and I believe mm-hmm. this year they got some guys that are not returning, uh, or at least one guy, I believe Eric Fisher. Yeah, uh, I think he's a free he, agent. So I think he's already visiting with some other teams. So I'm like, you know how quickly they forget, even though the Titans turn their pass rush around tremendously, how quickly they forget the Titans can get after quarterbacks now and will be able to get after Matt Ryan like crazy. But, you know, we'll see over the next couple weeks, you know, as we get closer to the draft, 
how things are starting to shake up, see about other moves that maybe happen because this is one of the craziest off seasons I think I have ever ever saw. <laughs> so, you know, I I don't I don't know what's going to happen. We may get done with this show and see some more crazy trades have went down. It but... wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Next thing you know, though, you know, I mean, next thing you know, it'll be like Titans trade for DK Metcalf. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, I I don't know that I'd be able to wait a week to do another video on that. I'd probably have to turn right back around, hop back on live. (laughs) I would be like, if that if that would ever happen, I I know it's not going to happen. But if it did, I mean, the first thing I'm doing is popping on. I'm a wrestling fan. I'm popping on the NWO music. And I'm like, <laughs> the return of the NWO, nasty wideouts. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, the NWO is back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Chris, I know you got some stuff you got to do, and we've pretty much covered everything. Thank you again for coming on. Everyone, if you haven't already, y'all go follow him on Twitter. Go subscribe to him on YouTube. His Twitter is at TNT Blue Enforcer. Got it up on the screen here. It'll be linked down in the description. YouTube, Titans and Truth. Also, make sure you follow us on social media at Titans underscore time on Twitter, Titans Time Podcast on Instagram, and Titans Time on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube. Trying to hit 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. We really appreciate everyone who's already subscribed. And go follow the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. We really appreciate it. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.